This is episode 28 of season four of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, Sue will be sharing her recap of the Reach the Beach Ragnar Relay, and I'll be sharing a recap of the Doggettville 12-hour relay. Hi, I'm Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is season four of Runner Girls three women brought together by a love of running. Yes, and hoping someday to be joined by our third woman again. Katie, we miss you. We hope you're okay. Um, I'm sure she's probably okay. She's probably just overwhelmed with school and, you know, getting settled and whatnot. But, but yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely missing our Southern Belle, or one of our Southern Bells, actually. <laughs> How are you doing, Megan? I'm good, just busy with school and marathon training. I officially start taper this week, so it's three weeks away, which is more stressful, I think. (laughs) No, the hard work is done. Now you can just take it easy. That's the best part is taper. Now you just drive yourself crazy. (laughs) I think that's what's going to happen, because I'm like, um, yeah. So for people who are wondering and heard our intro at the start of the show, obviously we had planned to talk about my Reach the Beach Relay this week, but I was surprised to see you posting or somebody posted pictures of you running a relay race last weekend as well, which I didn't know you were going to do. So we get to talk about that too. How did that turn out? Yes, I didn't plan on running it either. But somebody dropped out of the race and friends needed a um, third person to fill their team. And so I volunteered and I got to run my long run really fun in a different kind of format. Yeah. And I'll be interested to hear how our different relay races um, differed because yours is a 12-hour race and mine took at least 36 hours <laughs> so it'll be interesting to hear and I and I did actually when I found out you did it I did take a peek at the results just because I was curious what like what you ran for distance and we actually ran I, I believe ran similar distances total like total mileage mm-hmm. for that weekend so so that'll be interesting to talk about so anything else going on in in your life this past two weeks um wedding planning but not really by me by marshall which is (laughs) awesome have you guys set a date we have not yet i think it's gonna be june uh we're for sure waiting for a venue like we're gonna book it and we'll be able to choose then but we're really flexible with it as long as it's next summer and if that doesn't happen we'll be flexible and figure it out but Marshall's got all these ideas and he's all excited about it and he's planning everything and I'm basically just going to show up. So it's (laughs) different from your typical uh, wedding planning scenario. Right. Well, last time you you got so like overwhelmed with the process that you guys just ended up eloping, you and Brad. So it'll be interesting to see what your actual wedding is. So, But you're actually going to do a full out formal wedding. Yes, we are. Um, Non-traditional, we're doing it steampunk themed, so that'll be fun. Have you thought, I'm curious now with this theme, like, have you thought about your wedding dress, like, how you're going to do that? Are you going to go for something really simple, or are you going to do, like, a steampunk dress, too? 
oh, it'll be steampunk dress because Marshall's dressing in steampunk and everything. Like, he's the one who came up with the theme. He's like, we should do it with this. And he's all excited, planning everything. And I'm all about it because it's non-traditional. So we've been uh, figuring that out and everything. So that's pretty fun. That sounds awesome. And he's got all these ideas of favors and what the decorations are going to look like and everything. So I'm just like, okay, just let me know. We'll figure it out. Has he started his Pinterest board? He actually, this is hilarious because he asked me today if I could show him Pinterest and how he can make an account to save stuff to Pinterest. Oh, so, that's awesome. almost. Well, Marshall sounds like a pretty cool guy. Yes, and he's asking me for stuff. He's like, I wish should do this and everything, you know, so it's not like I'm completely left out of the loop. But right. if he wants to be all about it, that's fine with me because it's just really overwhelming for me. And with work and everything, I'm just like, mm, that's not really, yeah. Wow. I'm excited for you guys. And I can't wait to see the results of a <laughs> steampunk wedding, like what it looks like when it comes together. So awesome. Well, things are good here. This was birthday week for me and Ethan. Ethan's birthday was Friday and he turned 16. (gasps) That's crazy. I remember when he was still in middle school and now he's 16. Where did the time go, Sue? It's just gone. And I've been trying not to talk about my age too much, but my birthday was yesterday and I'm a year older as well. Um, but it is weird having a 16 year old and a 13 year old and Jeff and I are talking about, you know, in a few years they're going to be out of school and like we can go not retire, but like go do stuff, (laughs) you know, like we got, ow, sorry, Frank is bitey right now. Um, we had children pretty young and so we didn't really have a lot of, um, I don't know, I guess we got settled into family life at a pretty young age, so it'll be nice to have some freedom while we're still pretty young to enjoy it, so. So, um, so where was I? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little loopy, we haven't done this in a, in a couple weeks, so. Um, oh yeah, and I chopped my hair off this week. It's super short, shaved on the sides and the back, so pretty much like a really long mohawk. Um, which is it a looks very, awesome. Thank you. It's a very extreme haircut for me, but I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years, and I just haven't, like, I haven't been able to pull the trigger on it for a couple different reasons. But, um, but yeah, this week I was like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna do it. And I had a day off this week and was looking at pictures online, you know, like Pinterest and Tumblr of different like haircuts that I liked and. I'm like, you know what, I think I'm just gonna go, and I, and I went to a hair salon, and I, like, I went to one salon, and I went in, and I sat down, and got ready, and then I chickened out, and I left, (laughs) and then immediately drove to another salon, and, um, was like, all right, you're not, you're not gonna back down this time, because, and the only reason, like, I don't care whether my hair is long or short, like, I really don't care, it's gonna grow back anyway, but, like, I just didn't want to, not do it and then sit around and wonder wishing I had so I was like all right I'm just gonna do it and I know it's it's not that big a deal it's just hair so it's really short and I'm I'm still getting used to it because it's a very dramatic look 
but I like it and there's a lot of things that I can do with it like I can just braid it and have like a braid mohawk or have it curly or down or whatever so I've been playing around with it and it's fun I went out last night um, met up with some friends for my birthday and Brie was there and she's like can I rub your head <laughs> and I was like yeah okay like nobody's asked me that before but sure <laughs> so it's cool it feels cool so yeah that's the excitement in our lives for this week nothing much else going on are you ready to move along and talk about our running sure all right okay so uh we have two weeks to cover I know on the last episode I was talking about the week of my 5k race and how I kind of overdid it that week because I did a bunch of hard workouts that weren't supposed to be hard. So two weeks ago I definitely wanted to scale back and that resulted in me not running Monday through Thursday at all, which was fine. I really wanted to be rested and recovered before Reach the Beach. So for Reach the Beach, I'll get into the recap you know, when we we get to that point of the show. But just want to say that my running at Reach the Beach was the only runs that I did for that week, and it was a total of 15 miles for the week. And so this week, I started off with two days of rest because I had Sunday and Monday rest. And then Tuesday was an easy run. I really just wanted to see how my legs were feeling after Reach the Beach, and that went fine. The weather this summer, early fall has been really weird because it was, I was talking about how it was cooler in the mornings and I was running in the mornings and it felt great again. Well, it started getting warmer and humid again. So we were having days up in the 80s and high humidity. One of these days this week was like 100% humidity. Most of the days were like 70, 80% humidity. So it's been feeling a lot more like summer still. So I think that's why my running's been kind of hit and miss lately. But Wednesday I had a marathon pace run and was going for eight miles. Um, I did a one mile warm up really easy at like 1140 pace I think and then was going for a 1035 pace and managed to average about 1030. I think I started off way too fast because my first few miles were in the 1020s and I think mile like five and a half or six I had to stop and while well, I was st- like walking to take my energy gel but I would it just turned into an extended walk break but I got running again finished up the run uh, and managed to average 1030 so that I felt was pretty successful I don't like to have to walk so just the fact that I had to walk at all I kind of was like oh man but it, it wasn't too bad so Thursday was another rest day and then Friday was four miles easy felt great I love easy runs um and I managed to average like I think like 11 15 or something so my easy pace is definitely coming down um and then Saturday was my long run and I've been kind of going back and forth on whether I'm actually going to commit to doing Bay State the marathon because I really wasn't sure after the rocky week that I talked about on the last episode where I bonked on my long run. I didn't really perform to the best of my abilities in the 5k. I had some sucky runs. So I really wasn't sure if I was actually up to running a marathon. So I decided, you know, I'm going to wait and see how my 18 miler goes. 
So that was Saturday. I started out. It was really cool. Thankfully, Friday, things started cooling off and getting back into like actual feeling like fall weather, like cool, nice and cool in the mornings, low 50s. And it was, it only got up to like mid 60s all day Saturday. So it was perfect running weather. And I really wanted to make sure that I didn't bonk this time. So I was focusing on my fueling and my pacing. So I started out really easy. The first, I want to say like the first five miles were all within like two seconds of each other. Like I was running like 12.08, 12.09, 12.10 pace, all like so consistent, like the whole time. And then gradually after the first five miles where I had kind of warmed up into the run, my pace started dropping more. And um, I managed to successfully complete 18 miles without any walking and I averaged 11.45 which is consistent with all of the other long runs I've done so far and I didn't really have any problems I had my hamstring was a little tight and my hip flexors were bothering me and um, I definitely felt like it was more of a mental test than a physical test because I could keep running and the pace was easy enough that I wasn't getting out of breath at all. It was just a more of like mentally staying focused and that's been challenging for me <laughs> this time. I don't know why but um, but I did it and I fueled with cornstarch um, and just refueled after an hour and a half and then at the three hour mark I took an energy gel just to get me over that hump. So I managed to, I figured it would be about three and a half hours and I managed to finish in 331. So that was pretty good. And I was overall very happy. I haven't had it. I haven't even had any soreness. I didn't have to take a nap afterward. My uh, hip flexors are a little sore, um, but it's such a tiny area that it's barely noticeable, but everything else feels fine. So now I'm pretty sure that I'm going to do base tape. <laughs> uh, I still haven't been able to like mentally commit myself, but I mean, the training's done at this point and I know that I can get through it for sure. Um, it may suck, but I want to do it anyway, mainly for the fitness boost that I'll get for just doing a marathon, which is ridiculous to be like, I'm just running a marathon because I know it's going to make me faster later, <laughs> but that's my reasoning. So this week I completed 35 miles and next week the plan is four miles easy on Monday, nine miles at marathon pace on Tuesday, Wednesday will be a rest day, Thursday I'm gonna do I think six miles easy. I'm not gonna do another tempo run this week because I have a race on Sunday. Friday will be a rest day and then Saturday maybe three or four miles easy. And then Sunday will be the Smutty Nose Rockfest Half Marathon, which will be my third time running it. I'm very much looking forward to it because after all the races that I've done in my in my life, like I don't really like running 10Ks. That's like my least favorite distance. Um, 5Ks kind of suck for me <laughs> right now where I'm not running fast at all. And marathons are brutal. But half marathon, I freaking love running half marathons. So I'm really looking forward to doing Rockfest again. Not sure about an expectation on time because I'm, I mean, I, I really don't know where my fitness is at right now, but I think that I'm going to plan to start with the 220 pace group 
and see if I can move up from there. I feel pretty confident I can get around somewhere in the 215 to 218 range, but I'm it's really going to depend on how I'm feeling that day and, you know, I, what I don't I don't know cuz I haven't been racing well, so I'm really not sure, but I'm just going to try and take it easy and uh, just see what I can do. So, planning on getting a couple miles, two or three miles warm up that day if I can make that work um, so I can get a total of 40 miles for this week. Then uh, after that it will be uh, two weeks to the marathon. (laughs) So that was my running. Megan, how has your marathon training been going? Well, I've been really busy with work so I've been averaging between two and three runs a week for the past two weeks which isn't great but I'm still running and being consistent with my speed work and my long runs. So that's been important, but I've been working probably 50, 55 hours a week. I'm not leaving work till like five or six most nights. So I've just been crazy busy. Two weeks ago on Monday, I had a 5k race. I talked about it on the show and I was going to try to race it for a PR. Mm -hmm. And then I got there and I realized that it wasn't a true 5k race and that it wasn't timed and they weren't blocking the roads or anything because it was for a charity to benefit a woman with cancer. Mm -hmm. She had been like a popular runner in our running community and then she got, um, I think it's ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, and so she's not running anymore. So they did it as a way to raise money for her. So like an informal 5K. Yes. So I was like, once I found that out, I was like, well, never mind. There's not really any point in racing it. Because I knew the route and we had to stop at stop signs and stop lights and it was hilly and it was, I was like, that's not really going to be the best race route with what it is with all the people. So I ran with a friend and we ran pretty slow. I didn't even end up racing it. She runs much slower than I do. So I just kind of ran with her and hung out and had fun. We took pictures and we just had fun. So that was good. And then um, I ran five and a half miles of a tempo run it was supposed to be six miles of tempo intervals and I ran five and a half miles because the treadmill cut off I had an hour and I got five and a half miles and then the hour doesn't like it auto shuts off after the hour and I could have I think pushed the last like half mile out during the cool down time but I was just kind of like whatever and gave up after the hour and I got five and a half miles in. So that was, I felt pretty good. I averaged under 11 minutes per mile for my tempo run for five and a half miles. So that was awesome. Nice. And then I ran 16 miles for my race, which we'll talk about on the show later. And that actually was pretty good. I didn't feel so bad then. And then Monday, I did 200-meter hill repeats, six of them. I was still a little bit sore from the race, and so I was supposed to do eight, and I only did six, which I was fine with because the hill was really big, and I sprinted up it six times. (laughs) So, and then I just didn't get any of my runs in, um, weekly runs in this week. I was just exhausted all the time. I just, I decided to sleep instead, and Mm -hmm. sometimes that's just more important. Yeah. Then I ran 19 miles yesterday. It was supposed to be 20 that I ran 19. It was probably the 
No, not probably. It was the worst run I've had in marathon training. Like if a lot of my runs had been like yesterday's run, I would have quit training. I wore different shoes and I know, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I just wasn't, I don't know because it was cooler. So it should have been better. It started off in the 60s in the morning. It didn't even get as hot as it has been. It wasn't overly any more hilly than it has been, but I felt miserable the whole thing. Well, probably from like mile six on. And then mile 15 maybe or 16, I started having to walk a lot. And probably mile 17, I ended up walking the last like three miles. The whole back of my hamstrings and my glutes were killing me. The bottom of my feet. It, like I couldn't make myself run mm. and I fueled like I have been I drank water and Gatorade like I have been I went to bed early the night before I ate, ate decent the night before the only thing I can think is I didn't drink as much water as I have been the day before and so I don't know if that played a part in it or if it was just a sucky run and we have them sometimes but I did it and I've had longer runs that felt better like when I ran the 21 miles a couple weeks ago, I didn't feel that bad. Yeah. When I ran 16 the weekend before, I didn't feel that bad. It has been the hardest run of marathon training. And so I'm just going to take it with, it was a hard run. I mean, my pace was over 14 minutes per mile for my long runs. None of them have come that close. Even when it was 90 degrees out, I was still averaging like in the high 12s or 12, 30, 12, 40. So I think it was just an off day for a lot of reasons. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it, really. I mean, yesterday I was, but more in the moment, like I just felt miserable. Like I wanted to cry. <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh at that. Um, just know that it's totally normal. And I think that that, that kind of thing tends to happen more when you're peaking during marathon training because you know like on the last episode I was talking about the crappy long run that I had in like my race that I was disappointed with and like I had two other runs that week that didn't go as planned like I think that that it's just a matter of like the miles are building up on you now and and probably the stress of school as well and it takes its toll but whether it went well or not you're still gonna get a fitness boost from that run yeah, that's what my running friend was saying. She's like, well, we're still putting miles in and it's still okay. So we're still getting our miles and it'll be fine. And she has a lot of confidence. She's like, you're going to do great in your race. Don't let today worry. She's like, you're probably going to be faster than you think anyway. Yeah. And that, that that's going to be the hard part is holding back on race day. <laughs> well, yeah, especially our temperatures. It's finally fall here. Mm-hmm. So Part of it is yesterday, it started out in the low 60s, but really the humidity and dew point were lower because it still got to the mid 80s. Mm-hmm. But this coming up week, the high, the highest high is 81, and that's tomorrow. Like when I run next Saturday, if the weather stays like it is right now, it's going to start out at 53 Nice is our low, and then it's only going to get up to 72. That's awesome. And it has not been, this is the coolest weather I'll have run in since, I don't know, April, May. So it's going to be, um, I think these next couple weeks with taper will be like a true, I'll find out more what my fitness is like in cooler weather. Mm. So Monday night, I've got some fartlek speed work. 
of like 15 seconds hard, 15 seconds easy, and we do that twice, and then we go up to I think a minute hard and a minute easy, and then we come back down or we just repeat. I'm not 100% sure, but it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do yoga Tuesday. I haven't made that in a couple of weeks just because it's hard to leave work with enough time to get to yoga at 530. Wednesday, I have five miles of tempo intervals. And then um, Friday, I have four easy miles and then 15 easy miles on Saturday to start taper. And I'm so excited to only have 15 miles. <laughs> it's my lowest mileage in, I don't know, like two months. So I'm like, yes, only 15 miles. Only 15 miles. And then my race will be two weeks away. Awesome. I know, but after running 19 and 16 and 21 and 19 the last four weeks, it's like dropping a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you got this, Megan. It'll be good. You're going to love it. It'll be hard. <laughs> it may not, I don't know, maybe it won't be hard for you. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. I'm just so happy that you're going to be doing this and that you've you've really been consistent on your training. Obviously, you didn't get all of the runs in that you wanted to and maybe maybe that that messes with your head a little bit, but you've been so much more consistent in training for your marathon than you have for any other race that I remember you doing. <laughs> so, yeah. clearly you're taking it seriously. Yes, I am. I only have 101 more miles for the whole year to reach my goal, and I have over 3 months to run 100 miles. Awesome. I'm like, I'm going to hit that goal, like, soon. Yeah. And and your marathon will knock out 26 of them. <laughs> yeah, well, if I run the next few, if I run all my miles the next three weeks, I'll make it, almost. So I'm like, okay, then what do I do, like, for the rest? I mean, I'm going to keep running. After my marathon, I've already planned to take at least two Saturday mornings off. One full week after the marathon. Mm-hmm. And probably at least two weeks off of long runs. Good. I want Saturday mornings back. <laughs> I'm taking two full weeks off. I'm forcing myself to do it because I haven't ever done it and I was supposed to. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm forcing myself to do it because I want to be able to train strong in the spring and really go for a PR. So, um, so yeah, that's another thing like forced recovery. I'm going to do it whether I want to or not. But um, great job on your training. Why don't we move along to those relay race recaps? So this Reach the Beach team is, um, I was kind of brought in um, by somebody who I didn't know very well. My friend Kelly, who I just kind of knew, she was basically friends of friends on Facebook, and I knew she was into running, and so that's how we became friends. We went on one run together, and on that run, like she's like, so I'm putting together a Reach the Beach team, and I'm like, yes, 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 I want to be on it. Um, So that was the extent of my knowing her, and I knew the rest of the team even less. Some of them are teachers that teach at my daughter's school and other, just other women in the town. They all knew each other, but I didn't know them. So I really mm-hmm. kind of felt like an outsider. Um, but we met up in town after work on Thursday, drove up to the condo in North Conway that we were staying at. And when I got there and after we kind of unloaded the van, I was talking to Kelly about um, our spreadsheet because we the teams are should have a, a spreadsheet to tell all right who's running which legs and what pace is everybody running so you 
in the start time. So you get it in expected finish time. And obviously it's going to change when conditions change or, um, you know, things change during the race. But it just to give you an idea of where you should be at and just to keep things organized among the runners. Um, well, there were a couple things on her spreadsheet that were inaccurate because her husband put it together for her and he didn't really understand the intricacies of the race. One of the legs is called a wild card, so uh, or two of two of the legs are wild cards, which means that those two legs, the transition between them can happen um, at any point along a three mile distance. So there's no exact transition area to hand off. So you kind of have to agree between the two runners where you're going to trade off. I was one of those runners. So I was very familiar with what the distances of those legs should be. And I could see in the spreadsheet that it wasn't accurate. So um, I was addressing this to Kelly and she's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I'll come up with a new spreadsheet. So that's what I did for the next couple of hours was um, create a new spreadsheet on my very old iPad that couldn't really handle that type of (laughs) spreadsheet management. Um, I managed to get about three hours of sleep on Thursday night and that's all I had going into the race. And I woke up like, I want to say it was like 3 or 3.30 in the morning and got ready. Uh, There was 24 of us staying in this condo because it was two reach the beach teams most of whom already knew each other and so it was kind of like crazy trying to get 24 women out of the house on time because we had to leave by we had to be out of the condo by 4 15 we had a 6 a.m start time both teams so we needed to get to the starting area go through the registration process safety check orientation group photos, which are at the start of the race and not the finish, and then get our first runner off to the start at 6am. So it was crazy. We were just kind of trying to rush through every part of the process as quickly as we could. Um, We were still way late. Um, Our runner didn't start until probably like 6.20 or 6.30. But after that, it was like, all right, now we can relax for a bit because we were van two. So there's two vans of six runners each so while van one has the first six legs we our van could just relax for a few hours while they did their runs it was probably about like five hours or so so we just went to dunkin donuts and got some coffee and some breakfast and chilled out for a little bit and then headed off to the major transition area where we would eventually meet up with the runners from van one When we got to the transition area, that's when we had some time to kill. So we decorated our van. We were dressed up as Where's Waldo and Where's Wenda. Um, The there were two, as I said, two teams. Um, The original team, the other team, was the Where's Waldos, and we were the Where's Wendas. So we were a little more, I guess, feminine in our dress in that we had like these sparkly skirts and like sparkly headbands and obviously the red and white striped tops we had red and white striped compression socks and it was a really fun costume I really liked the way that the costume looked together that was cool so we all kind of got dressed and were like fiddling around with things and decorated our van. I drew a big picture of Wenda on the back of the van and wrote where's Wenda and Kelly wrote all of our names on the sides of our windows where we were sitting and little check boxes because I guess that's a thing 
in Ragnar Relays is to check off your legs as you run them. Since we each have three legs, we had three checkboxes next to our name. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really interesting how people decorated their vans too, because you get to see a lot of the different vans during the race, and some will have like kills. Yeah, what is that? It's a kill when you pass somebody. So basically, like, when you're running, you count how many people you pass, and then you put, like, um, tally marks next to kills on your van for how many kills you had. And so there were some vans that did that. We didn't do that. And some of the other girls were like, that's so tacky and kind of rude. I was just like, eh, whatever. I don't, it didn't really matter to me either way, because whether I pass someone or not, like, do you count when someone passes you? No. <laughs> so is it relevant? I don't know. But um, so there's just some interesting things that we saw with the, the vans. Like people had like pool floats, like someone had a big donut pool float on the back. So it looks like there's a donut on the back of the van that the runners are chasing, basically. <laughs> um, just cute things like that. Did you guys like tag other vans, right? That's a thing with Ragnar. Oh, yeah, we got crabs. <laughs> One of the vans was called Merkin Crabs, which I didn't know what a Merkin was until we got tagged. And apparently Merkin is um, a name for a woman's bodily pubic hair <laughs> back in the old days when um, oh. it, it the, I guess that's, and then crabs for crabs. Um, so that was a team name was Merkin Crabs. And mm. they... <laughs> They stuck a magnet on our car, on our van, and one of the girls noticed it and said, oh, it's the the Merkin crabs left a magnet on our van, and we looked at it, and I was like, they gave us crabs. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, by the end of the race, we had a few other magnets, too, so it was, it was kind of funny to see that. Like, I had no idea, like, people put that much, I guess, forethought and effort into it, so I, I thought that was cute. So after that, we finally were ready to start our runs. The first runner in our van was Lauren. She was runner seven. I was next because I was runner eight. So she gets going and then we immediately, as soon as Lauren starts after runner six hands off to her, we immediately head to the next transition area where I'm getting ready to start. My legs started in Echo Lake State Park in North Conway and was um, 7.3 miles down West Side Road, which you obviously know nothing about the area, but it's pretty much my race course for Midnight Owl, which I've run twice before. So that was why I chose this leg of the race, because I've run down that road before and I love running and it's pretty flat compared to a lot of the other legs. So I was definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I waited for Lauren, and she showed up, handed off to me, and um, I just took off. And it's middle of the day, mid-70s. I've been running in 50-degree weather in the morning um, and without the sun beating down on me. So uh, I, I was a little warmer than I'm used to, but I managed to keep a steady pace between like 10.30 and 11-minute miles. And I think I finished at like... I don't know, like somewhere in the 1050 range. So I was pretty happy with that because, you know, 7.3 miles, just a little slower than my marathon pace, I thought was pretty good. So one of the things that is unique about these types of relay races, or at least reach the beach, is that there is no support on the course as far as aid stations or water. Uh, unless you have a leg that has a no van support, 
some legs you can't have van support along the route because those towns don't want vans pulling over on their yards basically so um, those specific legs will have one water stop at like mile four but all the other ones do not have any aid along the course so you are entirely dependent on your team Mm. so supporting other runners during their legs is pretty important Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of chaos in that you want to support your runner but you also want to get to the next transition to get the next runner ready and so it definitely creates some there's stress involved we'll just leave it at that well on my first run you know my van would check in with me every like couple of miles and like they checked in with me at mile three and then they were going to check in with me again at like mile five and then I I get to like mile five and I'm all out of water because it's hot I brought my own water but it's hot and I had drank it all and I doused myself because I'm like I'm gonna see my van again they'll have water for me so I was just dumping my water on myself well I get to mile five and my van's not there and so I keep running and um, I think it's like probably five and a half six miles I see them and they have water for me so I just um, dump it into my bottle and then dump it all over myself I'm like pouring it down my shirt and they're just laughing at me because I'm being kind of like I don't know ridiculous about it (laughs) so I get running again I'm like mildly irritated at that like that they weren't there right away because I know like they passed me right away when I first started running they passed me and were cheering me on so I expected there was no reason why they weren't they shouldn't be there but I, I keep going I finish my run and then immediately we have to get to the next well we're at the next transition but then after the next runner sets off Katie uh, there's a Katie on my team so I don't want to be confusing but there's um the runner number nine's name was Katie so after she gets started after I finish we immediately have to get to the next transition because she's running I think like four miles but she's really fast she runs like seven minute miles so we want to be there with enough time to to be there to support her so we check in with her along the way and she says she's good and so we just immediately move to the transition point get there and I am soaked because I've been dumping water on myself so I'm trying to change in the van out of my wet sports bra and everything and there's people everywhere like it's middle of the day there's vans everywhere there's people everywhere so you're trying to like change out of wet clothes without people seeing you um and then the next runner the runner number 10 she's trying like she wants to go to the bathroom before she runs and so she's waiting in a porta potty line that's got like 30 people in it and so by the time we get down to the transition point to meet Katie she's already finished Mm. and she's not happy that we're not there and I don't blame her and I just felt I felt terrible I'm like I had to get out of my clothes but I wasn't there for her so at that point I just realized like it's like all that matters is like getting to the net you know getting to meet your runner and supporting your runner so I make from that point on I'm like determined I'm always going to be there for that person to have water and Gatorade or whatever. So after Van 2 finishes that round of runs, we have about five hours while Van 1's out running to try to get a little bit of sleep. We get to the next transition area and we try to sleep in the van. It's not happening. There's too many of us. We can't get comfortable. I'm in like the middle row of seats and there's like 
no, I have like the least leg room possible because the person in front of me is like really tall and has her seat way back. And then the person behind me mm-hmm. asked me to move my seat up. So I have like no room. Eventually, one of the girls gets out and goes and lays down on the grass in her sleeping bag. And then another one goes out at some point. And so at that point, I'm able to like stretch out across the middle row and I can sleep a little bit. So I get maybe like a half an hour's worth of sleep. Um, but it it's hard. we're all trying to sleep at that point, but it's, it's so hard to sleep in the van. And then it's time to run again <laughs> with no sleep. And we're living off of candy and granola bars and bagels. <laughs> and so I'm exhausted. My second run in the middle of the night was the wild card leg. There's no official transition area. So there's vans everywhere along the wild card transition because they're all trying to meet runners since you're not all parked at the at the at a school parking lot where to transition they're all along the road where you're running so it's just chaos and it's in the middle of the night it's in the middle of the woods there's no street lights so obviously I've got my headlamp and I got my water bottle and my fuel and whatnot but I'm freaked out I've got my pepper spray but I end up basically running in the dark by myself because almost everybody is a faster pace than me. So they're all ahead of me and I'm in the middle of the woods by myself and it's just quiet. Mm. Like after we get past the transition area, there's nothing and there's no one. And so at this point, like they asked me ahead of time, like, you know, where do you want us to be along this route? Because the night routes, they want you to basically the vans are supposed to be there every half a mile to make sure that you're okay, especially if you're a woman alone in the woods. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, at least every mile, you know, I, I at least need you to be every mile. And so they did that. I saw them a mile in and then a mile, mile two, I saw them. And then, um, mile three, they drove past me and they said, we need to get Katie to the next transition. Are you good? And I'm just like, yeah, sure. And they're like just driving by. They're not even pulled over. They're just driving past. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess. And so then they leave and I'm by myself for the rest of the run it ended up being five and a half miles. It was mostly downhill, which was really nice. It felt easy, but my legs were so tired and I was so exhausted that I couldn't really get my legs to turn over very fast. So I only managed, I mean, I managed like a 1045 or 1050 pace, something like that, but I thought it would be much faster since it felt easier, but I just couldn't get my legs to turn over running downhill. But it was much, much cooler and it felt better than running during during the day in the sun. And I, I did finish feeling strong. Um, I get to the transition area and my next runner's there. I hand off to her the baton, the slap bracelet baton. Um, and then nobody from my team is there. And it's pitch black. I don't know where I am. And there's no cell signal on my phone. Van's everywhere, but I have no idea where my van is. So at this point, I am livid. <laughs> I'm like, where the hell is my team? Why are they not here for me? For me, It's the middle of the night. I need water. Like, I'm not happy. And I get back. Eventually, oh. I see them because they have the striped shirts. And I see them walking around, around, coming towards me. And I'm just like, where's the van? And again, nobody has any water for me or anything. I get to the van and I'm just like, I just need water. I need food. So, um, thankfully there were people at that uh, school there that were selling cheeseburgers. So I get like the nastiest cheeseburger I've ever had in my life. It was so gross. Mm -hmm. Another runner on my team got one too. And we were both talking about like, 
we had to force ourselves to eat it for the protein. Like it was so gross. And uh, I was just frustrated and tired and hurt that nobody was there for me and just felt unsupported. And then we went through the rest of our legs again, no sleeping. Um, I was drinking less water this time and I was just exhausted, just trying to like zone out. Um, at the next transition, the plan was to sleep for a few hours and then head off to meet van one. And once we got to that transition area and parked some of the girls got out and were like laying outside in the sleeping bags and I didn't want to lay on the ground because I was worried about like ticks and whatnot so um, I stayed in the van and one of the other runners realized she left her left a blanket at the last transition area she didn't leave it one of the other runners left it who was supposed to bring it back to the van so she was mad at the other runner and so I was like well I'm not sleeping outside so if I'm like if if you want to go back and get it I'll just come with you because I'm not I'm not going to sleep on the ground I want to stay in the in the comfortable warm van so we ended up going back to get the the blanket and then um getting back and at this point everybody is not everybody but most people are tired and exhausted and irritable you know there's six women together in a van none of whom are sleeping half of which are on their periods and we're getting cranky <laughs> um we get back to transition area and um i got maybe about 30 minutes of sleep we were gonna we were planning to wake up i, I don't know what time but um we got woken up like an hour and a half early saying that our van one runners were ahead of schedule and we had to leave now so we we're like all right get everybody up get into the van and we're we're off to the next major transition area we get to the next transition area and at this point i am bargaining with runner 7 to switch legs with me because i just could not bear the thought of running another 7 miles all the other runners had like 2 miles 3 miles 4 miles for their last leg i'm exhausted i'm hurting and i've got 7 mi- 7.6 miles to do or 6.7 something like that so i was like what do you think lauren would do you think you could do it? Because she's like, oh, I only have two, two and a half miles. And I was like, please trade with me. And she's like, yeah, sure. And she was like, super cool about it. And I was like, you are my hero. <laughs> like, you are awesome. I love you. You are my new best friend. Um, so that really, I think, helped a lot. Gave me like a new refreshing like oh I can actually I'm okay with finishing this thing because at that point I was just like I just want to get the fuck out of here (laughs) um I didn't handle it well we'll say that anyway we had gotten to the transition because we were waiting for van one runners who were ahead of schedule it turns out there was some miscommunication in the text messages and they were right on schedule so we actually got there way early and missed out on sleep for no reason Um, but that's okay because we were there for our runners and like I said I was you know making sure to be there at the finish at the transition point for for all the other runners making sure everybody had water and Gatorade which I did but I was still irritated that nobody else seemed to care about supporting the other runners because it's kind of crucial so I got some coffee and waited and waited and waited and because I had switched with runner seven I was the next one up 
at that one. I ended up starting in the middle of the day. It was probably like 12 or one o'clock. Um, it was only two and a half miles or 2.4. So it wasn't too bad, but it was sunny and 76 degrees. Again, really warm for me and my legs are beat. And so it was, it was a brutal <laughs> 2.4 miles, but I just ran it as hard as I could, mostly flat. So that was great. And I just ran it as hard as I could. I think I averaged like 10 10 minute miles and I was able to sprint like the last stretch I like booked it across that finish line because for me like that was the finish I did not have to run anymore after that and so again no water for my team they were there cheering for me which was great but nobody thought to bring anything for me and the last few legs after that went much faster we were just rushing around trying to get to transitions because these were shorter run distances Finally, we get to the finish area at Hampton Beach. We found our van one runners, and then we all went down to the beach together so that we could run the last few yards to the finish with runner 12, who was Kelly, the team captain who put this all together. So Kelly had been having her own issues, one of which was like her shoulder, which is completely dislocated, (laughs) and she hadn't really (gasps) been training at all because of that. And so she got lost at one point during that last leg and like was like texting. And I, I got called her because she was texting me. She was texting everybody. Like she didn't know where to go. There wasn't a lot of signage at that point in Hampton, or at least it wasn't visible because there was, it was such a busier area than all the other towns that we were running through. And so when we were just driving to the transition area, we were, we weren't even seeing the arrows. And I was just like, I hope Kelly can follow this. But she ended up getting a little off course but eventually managed to you know she followed the beach and and found the finish and we finally saw her and we ran up to the finish line together and it's on the beach so running through sand and Kelly at this point she's like she is breaking down and she's walking and uh, and she's just like I can't do it and I'm like yes you can I'm like just just keep moving forward you know and so I was running with her and we were all running with her and encouraging her and it was a very it was a very emotional race finish some of us were definitely crying, um, but it was over, and Jeff was there waiting for me, Yay. thankfully. Yeah, I managed to get a beer. It took me a while to get a beer. That was a separate issue, but um, once I finally got my beer and got back to the other runners, they were all leaving. There was some, well, let's just say there was some drama <laughs> among oh, the goodness. the 24 of us that were there. And at this point, I was exhausted. I just wanted to get my stuff out of the van. However, other people in our team like wanted to get t- get pictures together and put all of our race medals together because they make like a they're like basically a puzzle. You put them all together, and they there's like a quote on the back or something. Um, so some people wanted to do that, and other people like me really, really just wanted to go home. <laughs> but I managed to get the keys to the van from one of the other runners and got my stuff out, and Jeff and I headed home. And that was the end of my Reach the Beach experience. It was quite a, it was quite an experience. I will, um, I definitely had fun. I don't think I talked a lot about the fun that I had, but there was fun. And there was a lot of laughing, and I really enjoyed these ladies. I liked everybody on my team. Um, I just didn't feel supported as much as I would have liked, and it's it was extremely stressful and tiring, and I really don't see myself doing another one of these races. Uh, initially, I was thinking ever, but for me, like not in the foreseeable future. <laughs> it's I would rather run a marathon 
I would just rather run for five hours straight and be done with it, you know, than to have this long thing spread out where you don't get to sleep and you don't really get to eat real food. At one point, we were going to go to a restaurant and have like an actual lunch, you know, and one of the runners was like, oh, I don't want to do that right now. So? And it, it just got, no, it just got shut down. So, it, it's... That sounds awful. It, I... It's hard because you have all, everybody's like, it, it's a really difficult experience. There's a lot of things that you have to coordinate. And for all of us, it was our first time doing it. And it just, I feel like it's something that it gets more smoothly the more you do it and the more you can know how things are going to go and who needs to be where at what time. Um, but it was, it, it just wasn't <laughs> for like that for us. So, um, so yeah, that was my reach the beach experience. I'm sorry if it was a bit of a downer, but I was definitely feeling some feelings, like feeling hurt and at points just being feeling like everybody hated me, which I don't think that was the case. I think that was like me not getting enough sleep and being on my period and being emotional and moody and being like, why does everybody hate me? <laughs> you know, in my head, not out loud, thank God. Uh, so that was my... um reach the beach experience okay so it's not for me because I get very hangry and if I can't eat then I'm miserable well we had so we definitely had food it was just lots of bagels lots of bread lots of granola bars protein bars and after a while that stuff gets like dry and candy like bags yeah see that doesn't bags of candy. I need real food no yeah <laughs> so that's why I like force myself to eat that crappy hamburger because I'm like oh I need meat <laughs> mm-hmm well, my experience was quite different. Doggettville is a 12-hour ultra and relay. It is set up in the country on somebody's farm. He's a runner. So he makes a one-mile loop on his farm, and you get to run it. So it's one mile over and over again? Yes. Okay. Yes, before I get too much into it, I will tell you the winning male ran that one mile 64 times in 12 hours. Wow. 64 miles in 12 hours. The winning relay team did 112. Wow. They averaged a 623 pace for six runners over 12 hours. That's awesome. Yes, they were very crazy. I did not enjoy them. They stood <laughs> off to themselves, and they had a spreadsheet, and they were updating, and they were fussing at people if they were too slow, mm-hmm. and they just were not fun. Like, Doggettville is – there were five male ultra runners and, like, four female ultra runners. There were maybe 60 runners total, and nine were by themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a really small race, mm-hmm. mostly relay teams, and it's more – kind of like fun you know what I mean except for the very few people who took it super seriously like mm-hmm. the only one team and we all kind of looked at them like okay what's going on with y'all it's like you couldn't even joke with them that's how seriously they took it and they had to like high five each other for the handoff like we didn't it was just very weird but uh we had dressed up like princesses was how we started. We had tutus and long white gloves and tiaras mm-hmm. and light up princess wands. And I got to be the way it works for the relay teams is you just try to get as many miles as possible and you can only have one runner running at a time. 
So um, I had to run 16 miles. Another girl had to run between 10 and 12, and another one had to run 12. So does that mean you can divide up the loops like in any way that you want to? Yes. That's cool. So it's just, you just have to have, you can't have more than one person running at a time officially. Like if we had wanted to run a lap together, that would have been fine. It just wouldn't have counted for like our miles. We were trying to get an award, which we weren't because we were the smallest team and some of the slowest. So we didn't, we weren't coming anywhere near with having only three runners because the teams that won had between five and six runners. So they had like more people to spread the miles out between. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I started out and I ran two miles two loops. And then I got really hot because it was really humid. The temperature was down, but it was just so sticky and humid out that I had to kind of like take off my tutu, take off my gloves, like wear real running clothes. So I only ran two laps so that, and one of the other girls did, she ran, I think three at that time. And then the third girl, she ran three laps. So what happened is by the time we were an hour and a half into our 12 hour race, I had run two miles. So there's a whole lot of like sitting and waiting, run, sit and wait, Mm -hmm. run, sit and wait, kind of like the reach the beach, but not five hours of waiting, like an hour and a half. So enough to get cooled down, but not enough to actually rest. Right. So I did two miles and then four miles and then a couple, that's what, six And then I think I did like two more three miles and then two miles. I broke it up. It got really hot in the afternoon. It started out really nice and cool. It was overcast and cloudy and in the lower 60s, one of the cool days we had. And then probably around noon, the sun came out. But it just, you know, you're running. I never run in the middle of the day, like after noon. Mm. That's when all my long runs finish. So when you're running at like two or three in the afternoon, which is the hottest part of the day around here. Yeah. And the sun is up in the sky shining forever. And you run on this loop already like 10 times and you're sick of it because it was on the farm. So it was a mixed like terrain. We started off on the road and then we went on gravel and then some of it was grass. Then we went through the woods for a portion and then we were on more gravel and then more grass to finish the loop. And it wasn't flat. I mistakenly thought, oh, it's one mile on a farm. There can't be that many hills. <sighs> yeah, right. So <laughs> there were definitely hills. It was nowhere near flat. I mean, they weren't gigantic hills, but it was not like it was an easy one mile loop by any stretch. Mm-hmm of the imagination. It was really pretty. Um, I had posted pictures where it's just a beautiful farm. I loved running out there. I'm going to do it again. Awesome. The first couple miles were a little bit rough just because I was trying to start out. My fastest miles were miles seven, eight, and nine. Oddly enough, around oh. like 10, 30, 11 in the morning. Those were all in the low tens. Nice. So like 10, I think they were like 10, 19, 10, 20, and 10, 28 or something like that. Low to mid 10s, I guess. So that was kind of a good feeling with how some of my longer runs have been going to be in the middle of my runs and be like have fast runs. Yeah. The ones towards the afternoon, I was running with a friend. They were slower and it was hot and full sun. It was like mid 80s probably was full sun. I was like, oh, this is terrible. It's miserable. And um, the best part is because you're kind of at a home base, like you run by where everybody waits. So you have people cheering for you. 
pretty much the whole time when you come to that spot. And that's also where all the food is. And we brought food, but the race organizer, John, who stayed there the whole time and cheered for everybody and checked in with all the ultra runners, he made grilled cheese for us at one point. He made bacon. He had made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. There were cups of M&Ms and gummy bears. Awesome. It was just like we ate so much food. So that's, we when you weren't eating, you were eating. When you weren't running, you were eating junk. <laughs> like you know, and everybody else had stuff. I ate probably a whole tube of Pringles myself, just sitting there. You know, it was just not a very healthy day, but it was fun. And so you get to hang out in between like your runs with all the other relay runners who aren't running mm-hmm. at that time. So there's probably like you know like you're hanging out with 40 people at any one point, just hanging out and it's really there's no strict rules so if you have to leave early you can leave if you come late because something's happening you come late and that's fine and then we probably finished all of our runs at 5 p.m and we just stopped running I changed clothes I put my flip-flops on I'm like I'm done they're like y'all aren't gonna run anymore we're like no we hit our miles this is training I have 20 miles next week. I'm not running any more than my 16. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) You know, I'm just doing this for fun. We were not going for an award. If we had been up on like the board, because they updated every hour with which teams and which individuals were in the lead. And if we had been up on the board, I maybe could have pushed to make sure we like got an award or something. Mm -hmm. But we weren't up there. So I didn't care. I was like, I ran my 16 miles. I'm done. My feet hurt. I'm going to watch these people and I'm going to cheer and it's going to be great. So it runs from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So it's kind of cool at the end, all the strategy of do I have enough time to go and get one more lap in? Can I finish it? And there was uh, one of our friends, high school boys, he's a baseball player. And he had been uh, one of the guys we run with. He got a like 658 for the one mile loop. Wow. And so the high school boy was trying to beat it and he finally beat it with like a 650 or something. You know, so they had a little bit of competition going and then they were all trying to plan out their miles. So the one son could get two more miles in. So he would hit 10 miles for his highest mileage ever. And he watching him is like, okay, you run and he's got to be seven minutes and then we'll have 12 minutes left and then you can run and it'll be fine. And you'll come in with like 15 seconds left or 30 seconds left. Mm. So we're all there like cheering and waiting and then at right at 7 p.m. like the horn blows. And if anybody comes in after that, like their last loop doesn't count. So that's where kind of like the strategy comes in. Like you have to be able to get in before 7 p.m. for your lap to count. Right. But the female ultra winner and the male ultra runner finished way before. And they kind of had enough of a lead that they weren't worried like they finish with like 10 or 15 minutes left. Right. The male ultra winner, he ran 64 laps. The female ran 61. Wow. Like she would have come in second place overall, like if they did overall awards, but they yeah. just did the first three males, first three females, and then first three relay teams. So it was awesome to see. And some of those w- women out there, I was like, dang, you're awesome. You're just 12 hours straight of running on the same loop. You just ran this one mile loop 60 times without stopping. So that it was really cool. It was inspiring. And it's really 
it was very nice, like community building for our local community because it's so it's people I'd seen before at races or around and then getting to spend a day with them, hanging out and getting to see what some of the people can do and how awesome everybody was supportive. They didn't care. It wasn't really competitive. Right. Because you don't get an award and it wasn't. I mean, you get a little award, but they were handmade like plates. It wasn't cash reward. It wasn't, it was very nice, very like chill. Like it'd yeah. be a good first ultra, yeah. you know, cause there was one girl who had her first ultra ever at 31 miles and she was crying. Aww. And so, and at the end you get, instead of a medal, you get a dog tag and they stamp the number of laps you ran on it. Nice. For you, like right there. And that was awesome. And I ran my 16 laps and walked one with Marshall. That was the other thing. He kind of just showed up at the race to surprise me. I wasn't sure if he would, you know, because that crazy gas crisis last weekend all across the southeast with that pipeline bursting. Mm -hmm. So we weren't sure if we were going to spend the money on gas because it was about 45 minutes from home. So I just texted him like, hey, we can come out. We're just hanging out. You can see kind of what we're doing. It's pretty fun. And he never texted me. He's like, well, I'm not feeling well. I might come out later. Mm-hmm. And he never texted me and he just showed up. I was running by and he was like, hey. I was like, hey. <laughs> and I had one more lap to finish. So he had to wait for me. And he just, you know, waited for me and we got to talk. And I walked the course with him and showed him all the cool stuff and how pretty it was and what I had been running through all day. And I forgot or didn't realize how dirty trail running is Mm -hmm. because I had like a good solid inch or two of dirt around my ankles. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is gross and up my calves and everything. I was just, I remember wiping down at one point, like a face wipe, like trying to get the dirt off. Yeah. When I did the big A 50 K, I wore like my, tall red um compression socks mainly because i was worried about ticks but that relay race and ultra race sounds so much like the big a50k because it's you're running multiple loops and you're coming back to the same aid station there's tons of food and people hanging out and it's so laid back and fun like i love those kind of races exactly that's what was so fun about this and then after the awards they grilled hot dogs for us and had chips and everything and we just ate and hang out hung out and then we left and I went home showered and went to bed because it was a very long day Hmm. so I was up probably at five and got home around 8 30 after close to 12 hours of running yeah I underestimated how hard trail running is and just not road running because after you run on roads for so long like you get used to it and trying to do anything that wasn't that, that wasn't completely flat all the time. Mm-hmm. It was like just having to watch stuff in the grass and the uneven ground. Yeah. If you lose focus, like, you know, when you're running for such a long period of time, sometimes you like, you, you lose your ability to concentrate. And mm-hmm. like, I noticed that during the big A 50 K where I would like just stumble because I wasn't paying really paying attention to the trail and it's so easy to do when you're running on trail like that yeah I remember how much running on gravel sucks (laughs) I really don't think I'm a trail runner I mean I might do and I'll do this race again Mm because it's so fun definitely but as far as like a real trail race hmm. 
I got news I for know. you. They're all fun like that. <laughs> I mean, I haven't done, I haven't done very many, but, <laughs> but they are, they're fun. Yeah. So trail races, I think I could just for the people and the atmosphere yeah. be a trail runner because it's so much less serious. Mm-hmm. Like road races, nobody talks to you really, unless you're way in the back. But if you're faster, like people just kind of look at you and they're way too serious and they don't have fun. Kind of like the one group of guys who are averaging a 623 pace for 112 miles. Right. But other than that, it was, we had all kinds of fun and it was just great. I underestimated how hard it is to sit for an hour, hour and a half, and then get up and run Mm -hmm. laps again, or how tired I get just towards the end of the day. I forgot how hard it is to run at like three in the afternoon. One of my runs was like two in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. See, I couldn't imagine like, you know, there's 24 hour ultras where you just run the same one or two or three mile loop for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, when do you sleep? Because it was just tiring sitting around waiting and hanging out with people. And maybe it's the introvert in me, but I was like done with people probably 10 hours in. And we had to wait. I was like, I just can't talk to any more people or look at them. Try being stuck in a van with them for <laughs> 36 hours. Just you be- made me realize how much I probably never want to do a Ragnar relay. <laughs> being around people for 36 hours straight and not getting real food and not getting to sleep. Mm-mm. That makes for a very mean person. And all of your bathroom trips are porta potties. Yeah, no, not about that <laughs> life. That is, nobody would want to see me again. <laughs> No, I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, I think part of my problem is that I just don't know these people. Like I maybe if they were people I could trust that it would be a different experience. It would be way more like bonding and fun. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it and I was like thinking about like you know, like Brie and Michelle and like being in a van with them and then having these issues come up that came up during the race and I'm like I don't want to hate them, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't want to be in that position. And I'm not saying that would happen, but I don't want the possibility that it could. Yeah. So that's, um, there was very low stress or pressure, unlike at your race, because yeah. I never worried it was a one mile loop. So yeah. I didn't really have to worry about water or anything on the course. Cause if I needed after every mile, I could get it. But mostly I didn't drink because I never ran more than four miles at a time. So I would just get my water and Gatorade after I finished my loop or my runs for the time being while I was waiting. Because, you know, it is timed and I didn't, we didn't really care about time. But if I had been, I wouldn't have wanted to stop running to delay people from getting like time in and everything. So I would, if anybody's near North Carolina and you want a fun race, you should come to this one. We got to go hang out with donkeys. They have donkeys on their farm. <laughs> so we went and hung out with them in between runs. And there's kids who lived on the road. They were out there cheering for us probably half the morning. Mm-hmm. Just on the out at the end of their driveway. Like, you're awesome. I got called ma'am multiple times, which is very weird. <laughs> I'm not a ma'am. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it at least. So, yeah, I I loved it. I didn't get a race shirt i got pajama pants instead awesome which apparently are amazing i they're still in my car i haven't taken them out yet Uh but everybody was wearing them afterwards and they looked comfy and they are raved about so that's awesome it was great i love it i had so much fun it was so pretty too running just on a farm and out there somewhere different and hanging out with people 
I don't have enough good things to say about it. Well, I'm glad to hear that your relay experience went better for you than mine did. <laughs> but yeah, that totally reminds me of Big A50K and, you know, just trail races in general and really makes me want to do more races like that. So that's awesome. I'm glad you had a really good experience. Doggettville 12 hour relay. Great job, Megan. And we both ran about the same amount of miles because I did 15, you did 16. Yeah. But you beat I, me. <laughs> I think your time probably ended up better than me, which uh, I just want to state because I looked at your time for how fast you ran your 18 miles yesterday. Yeah. You ran your 18 miles a full hour faster than I ran my 19 miles. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's how bad my run went yesterday. Uh, well, I didn't walk any of it, so that's really the only reason. Because it sounds like you had a lot of trouble and you had to walk. Like, my, my run from the week before that I bonked hard on, I had to walk. But this one, I was able to run from beginning to end and didn't have to stop for anything. So it definitely helps with the time. But I wasn't I wasn't really fast. I, you know, I started out with, like, 12-minute miles. So I think I was just... I was just um, really careful about my pacing because I was so scared <laughs> of it going badly. <laughs> See, I'm going to have to make sure I pace myself because when I did that other 21 miles and I made sure to start out so slow, mm -hmm. no issues. Yeah. Yeah, that's the trick. And we'll have to remember so. that on race day, right? Yeah, because if it's cool like it has been, it's going to be too easy. Mm -hmm. Like I was cold at the start, like my upper arms and stuff were chilly, mm -hmm. but I knew I'd get hot, so I didn't want to put sleeves on. So that's one of those things. It's just so funny, you know, thinking about cooler weather runs and how they're, especially in fall when it's cool in morning, but not in the day as much. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same experience. I didn't know what to wear on my long run because it was 52 degrees. And I'm like, I, I can't wear a tank top, but if I wear a long sleeve shirt, I'm going to get hot. So I settled for a short sleeve shirt and running tights, like full tights, that are thin, but covered my legs. And I just hoped that would be good. And I was I was definitely cool starting out, my arms for sure. But I knew I would warm up, and I eventually did. So, But yeah, it is tricky in the fall, figuring out what you're going to wear. And I was thinking about, like, this time last year, when I ran Rockfest, I wore two layers of clothes. I wore gloves and a hat. I mean, I was completely covered when I ran my marathon. It was cold. And so, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what to, what I'm going to be wearing for Rockfest, but everybody says you got to you got to start out slower than you think. Like just go really easy at the start and you're going to want to run fast. And I knew that. I I'm sure I talked about it on the show like I got to start slow. I can't be too fast. Both marathons, I ran too fast. <laughs> so I'm telling myself I'm not going to do that this time. But I'm pretty sure I said that before. <laughs> it's it's crazy how hard it is to run slow in the marathon. Like, it it's... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to screw it up. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do yet to slow down. I know I can make myself slow down. I don't have as much of a pacing issue mm -hmm. as you do sometimes with the going out too fast if I'm paying attention to it and I know partly what happened is Saturday I just got distracted and was not as strongly paying attention to it mm -hmm. 
But um, I also found out there's over a thousand feet of gain in my marathon. Nice. Yeah. So more than I've been running, but it's also longer than I've been running. So, you know, that kind of evens out. Well, yeah, you knew it was hilly going in. Yeah. So that's not like I had 800 feet of gain yesterday. So you add seven more miles. Right. In 200 feet and seven miles. That's really not that bad. Right. No. It's just thinking about it and all those other things to think about. Because I know I can finish at this point. There's no doubt. Sometimes I'm like, how could I run seven more miles after I just ran 19? And then you just do it. Yep. To finish. Because you got to get back to the finish. Yep. And you know, you will be. Well, maybe you won't be. (laughs) But I was going to say, for me... Both times, I was just like, why do I do this? I'm never going to do another one of these, ever. And then, like, two days later, it's like, I bet I could have done that better. When's the next one? (laughs) That's what I felt on yesterday's run. I was like, why do I run? This is stupid. I quit. I'm never running again. I don't even want to run the marathon. I don't have to anymore. Who Mm -hmm. says I do? (laughs) This is stupid. And then I'm like, but I've put 15 weeks of training in. You have to run it now. Otherwise, all those times you didn't get to sleep in on Saturday morning are awful. And you got up at 5 a.m. every Saturday morning all summer long for no reason. So get up and run. Yeah. And go to your marathon and finish training. You know, my my uh, long run this weekend went very well. And I still had those thoughts. Like, you know, I haven't signed up for the marathon yet. I really don't have to do it. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't really want to do this again. Do I really want to put myself through this again? I'll just do the half. And then I'm just thinking like, you know, by the time the marathon comes around, I'll have forgotten about this run. (laughs) So, well, it's going to be great. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it (laughs) at this point. I'll keep everybody in suspense. I still haven't registered. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great job on your relay. And I think it's time to move along to Runner Girl Recommends. So my recommend this week is something that I got to use during Reach the Beach. And... We were putting our costumes together for Reach the Beach and going with the Where's Wenda theme. We were talking about what we were going to wear for bottoms. And one of we initially thought we we're going to go with tutus. But one of the girls came up with a sparkle athletic skirt. So this is a really lightweight sequined skirt. They come in a ton of different colors and I've seen other people wear them. Like I'm a member of some like costume groups, running groups on Facebook. And um, so I've seen them out there a lot, but I've never worn one. But we all went with the Sparkle Athletic turquoise skirt as our bottoms. And I was really loving A, how the outfit looked and B, how easy the skirt was to run in compared to a tutu. Like if you are looking for a less cumbersome alternative for a tutu, sparkle athletic skirts are super cute. The sequins make it all shiny and sparkly, but it's super lightweight. I mean, if you hold the skirt up, you can see through it. So obviously you want to wear something under it, but so lightweight, like you barely notice that you're wearing it and they're super cute. So that is my recommend for this week, sparkle athletic skirts. And I just want to say there's another company called Sparkle Skirts 
that are not the same. They make a a different type of running skirt. So I I haven't tried them out, so I can't say like anything about them. But this company is specifically called Sparkle Athletic. So Megan, what is your recommend this week? My recommend this week is something I have done once in marathon training, and it was awesome. I probably should have done it more. Um, It was ice bath. I stuck my feet. I made water and then dumped ice in and then stuck my feet in it. I think after my 21 miles Mm -hmm. is what it was. It was either 19 or my accidental extra 20 miler. And it was amazing. I mean, it sucked because ice baths are really cold and they're hard to put your feet in. But I didn't have any issues afterwards, like walking around and just having, you know, feet. Because sometimes after you run 20 miles, you just want to cut your feet off. Like, why do I have you? I don't want you anymore. (laughs) At least I do. Yeah. You know, I haven't had any issues with my feet until the run I did on Saturday, my 18 miles. I was really feeling my feet that day. But yeah, ice baths, that's that's interesting that you haven't done one before. And so you only did your feet. You didn't do like the full bottom no, half. Because I haven't had until my run yesterday, I really haven't had that many issues with a lot of my body hurting. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got the usual like hamstring tightness or glute tightness just from running so much yep. and adjusting my legs to it. But I it really hadn't bothered me until yesterday, but the bottom of my feet have been killing me for most of my runs. And I think it's, I know I need new shoes. Like I have 350 miles on one pair and 375 on the other Mm -hmm. of the two pairs of shoes I've been rotating between, and they're both minimalist. So that's a lot of miles for not a whole lot of cushion. Right. So just the bottom of my feet have been killing me. So that's the only reason I did it. My feet just hurt so bad. And it's been like, as soon as I'm done running, immediately take off my shoes and socks. So I don't have to, they just get so like enclosed and just hurt. I don't know. I'm trying to get new shoes this week so that I can run my next two long runs and new shoes before the race. Yeah. But yeah, my feet didn't hurt. And I just put on my Ufos flip flops afterwards and wore them all day walking around and didn't have any issues. I would have done it yesterday, but we were on a really like tight time crunch and I didn't have time to do an ice bath. Yeah. I've done ice baths a couple times. It's, um, you know, I did like full bottom half anyway, not like submerging everything, but from the butt down underwater, it's pretty brutal. And I, I usually can't stay in there for more than a few minutes. <laughs> I mean, I, I try, but uh, I do it for as long as I can manage to keep myself in there. And I think that it helps. But it's hard to say if it does or not. But I haven't, I guess I haven't really needed to with the last couple runs because I haven't had any, you know, soreness really. So other than my hip flexors. So, Um, but yeah, ice baths are definitely something to try. And it it certainly doesn't hurt anything to do it. Ice is part of rice, right? So it it could have positive benefit. And if your feet were feeling good, then that's all you need, right? Yeah, exactly. I think I only did like two or three minutes outside in the sun, even I stayed where it was kind of warm and just stuck my feet in. I was just like, okay, this is terrible. This is terrible. (laughs) Marshall was laughing at me. I'm like, and then I was done. I'm like, okay, I'm going in. He's like, that's all you're doing. I was like, yeah, you put your feet in there and see how good it feels. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, great recommend. Ice baths for recovery. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. This week's Runner Girl of the Week is a runner guy, and this is Jay from New Hampshire. And Jay shared a 5K race recap from the Manchester 5K that he says he ran a new PR in 32 minutes, 48 seconds. He says, flat course, cool temps. One thing my Garmin showed me at 3.01 when I crossed the finish line, 3.01 miles. Has anyone had their Garmin off at races? So I have noticed that sometimes, most of the time, if my Garmin's off, it'll be a longer distance because I would assume because I'm not like running the tangents and maybe there's some extra distance there. But there are occasionally races where it comes in under and I know one of them, one of the things that I've done in the past would be like going on map my run, actually mapping out the race course just so I know what the actual distance is and I can determine whether the problem is my Garmin or if it was actually a short course. So like one example is when I ran the mainly marathons, half marathon last summer, I came in under like 12.9 miles. And I was like, what the heck? Because I really wanted that PR. So I mapped it out online. And I actually looked at my GPS map from my watch data. And it showed that I was like running over the water, which I I can't do. So so that was my, it was a matter of my GPS was inaccurate. Whereas another race, my 5K PR from last winter where I ran like 24 minutes, that was actually short course. So... There's no way I ran a 24-minute 5K. Um, it was probably closer to 25. So yeah, there's there's definitely, there. it can be a GPS issue or it could be, it's just not a certified course and maybe it's not the full 5K distance. But great job on your 5K PRJ. I know that's exciting every time you get to a, a faster time and hopefully you find repeated results on um, other courses as well. And we choose our runner girl or guy of the week from our daily mile and smash run feeds. If you'd like to friend us and possibly be a future runner girl or guy, all of those links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And I think that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us? I do. And it might have been one I've used on the show before, but I really like it. The miracle isn't that I finished. The miracle is that I had the courage to start from John Bingham. And one, that's kind of the way I felt about yesterday's run. (laughs) I kind of think, you know, I don't know anybody outside of the people I run with who run 19 miles, you know, for fun on a Saturday morning. (laughs) except for my running friends, like people in real life, nobody does it. And they all look at me like I'm crazy. Probably, you know, I think you have to be a little crazy to run a lot, but it's what keeps me sane. So I don't really mind, but I just think about just getting out there and pushing my body to the limits and everything is actually really great. And just going out there and doing it at all is awesome. Yeah. Just getting up and putting yourself in that position at all. For sure. I was talking to, my friends last night at dinner and 
Michelle specifically because we both ended up marrying guys that we went to high school with that we didn't date in high school. And she's like, Sue, if somebody had come up to you when you were in middle school and told you that years from now you'd be married to Jeff Trot with two kids and you'd be running marathons, would you believe them? And I was like, hell no! <laughs> because... <laughs> First of all, I mean, we, we we didn't really know each other then. We went to school together, but we didn't know each other. But also, like, I was the last person who would run. I was always the last person picked in gym class. I know it's so cliche to say, but it's so true. I, I promise you it's true. Like, I would cut gym class. In high school, my gym teacher said that he would pass me if I would just come to class every day for a week that I would pass gym class. So I would, no, I would not believe that, you know, that I would, I would be a runner. And, um, so yeah, it does, I guess it does take courage to start and, and to, and to keep going too. So that's a cool quote. I like that. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into Sue story hour again. That is it for episode 28 of season four. Join us next time. I will be sharing my recap of the Smutty Nose Rockfest Half Marathon. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, tweet to us at runnergirlsshow, call the hotline at 207-200-3297, and follow us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.